Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, this is Shay. And this is Jayla. And we're from the Ask Ask Yourself Why Why Not podcast. Hey, do us a favor and hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform that you're listening on. Yes, this will help other Why Notters be able to find us and get our message out to other communities. Yep, if you want to pay it forward, if you do that and you write us even a one-word comment and a five-star review, just pay it forward that really helps us yeah and we appreciate you guys thank you for being with us on this journey and we love you good morning what's up wine otters this is jayla and this is shay we're from the ask yourself why not podcast the place you come where you stop asking yourself why. And you start asking yourself, why not? <laughs> um, well, welcome. Welcome. Why not flip somebody off at 5.15 a.m.? Sorry, guys. I'm a little giggly. Um, me and Shay met at the wellness center this morning because uh, we're getting ready to do yoga, Jill's class. And on my way over here, I just crossed the bridge. And I. Um, it's confusing because when you're you're crossing the bridge and you're facing the... Mexican restaurant there's two sets of lights okay and I just left my house it's 5 a.m. well one of them was green and one of them was red and for some reason it like blew my mind so when I was stopping I was second guessing like what am I doing so I was like halfway in the road not halfway like one third in the road and then I went to back up while there was no other cars around me but this one car coming off the ramp and she comes up real slow and gets right at me and flips me <laughs> off so hard. Wow. And I was just, I just giggly about it. Cause <laughs> oh my gosh, it's 5.15 a.m. You already got flipped off. I know. And there was no other cars around. I did not put her in harm's way, but... You know, it's okay. Maybe that made her feel good. It might have. You know, I personally do love the bird. Yeah. I don't like to give it to per se (laughs) other people when I'm driving, but I do love the feel of it. Yeah, but I told Che, like, I'm going to remember her face because (laughs) it, like, completely took me off guard. And then I pull up in the parking lot. And I get in Shay's car to record the parker, and I'm putting my seatbelt on. <laughs> I love that. I was like, where are you going? We're putting our seatbelt We're going to drive today to give our podcast. But anyway, that just happened. 5.15, and your girl's getting flipped off <laughs> You're going to see her one day, like, out in the community, and you're going to be like giving her that stink eye where you like take your two fingers and you point at your eye and then you point at hers hey i'm a morning person my brain is like on it in the mornings i'm gonna remember her (laughs) she gonna catch these hands (laughs) no i'm just kidding she's gonna get herself the bird she don't even know it crazy town that's funny i don't think i've ever flipped anybody off that early i don't i'm not a flipper offer when i'm driving no me either 
I'm more of a, what are you doing? <laughs> kind of person. I'll like talk to myself at them and they won't even know. I'm not much of a flip robber. Or maybe I'll throw my hands in the air if it's like, Come on, man. I know. Come on. My husband loves to drive from the passenger seat. And he also has like a little bit of entitlement when he's driving. Like everybody's stupid. And how yeah. can we be so stupid and drive on the road? I try pretty good about it. But that's because I drive so you know much. What, you know what my husband does? And if he listens, he knows that this drives me nuts. He will drive in the left lane even if he's not passing people. No, that drives Alex nuts too. You you don't do that. He's like flow of traffic. If everybody would just go this, this and he'll be like, "There's nobody behind us," and I'll be like, "It doesn't matter. This is the passing lane." I know. I know. Like, Who you passing? Pass and get over. That are the that are the rules. I'm not talking well. Today. That are the rules, guys. <laughs> I'm so fun. I'm so frustrated with the bird. Oh, man. That's not even a word either, but it's okay. It is okay. It is early in the morning. This is a uh, another busy week we're squeezing in a podcast we miss you guys we yes wanted to take some time out of our day to reconnect with everybody Gosh, it's been a while i ran a marathon yeah talk to us about that how'd I, it go it went well um i did a little blooper and i ran it and then immediately after i drove two hours home so mm. my my foot has been a little gimpy and i haven't been able to guys it sucks when you hurt your foot yeah it makes you appreciate your body when yes. you can't do the things that you want to do. I even yeah. like had a little moment last night where I was telling my kids and Brent, I'm like, you guys, you can't just walk slow in front of me or cut me off at my house. Cause I can't stop. <laughs> I can't walk very well. Come on everybody. Um, but no, it was a great race. Uh, I did the, I judged the lip sync challenge, which was great. And then I drove up to Columbus yeah. after that. Um, and <laughs> hello, stomach. I drove up to Columbus after that, got there at one, and then got up and ran the race. And you know, it, I knew that, um, <clears throat> the energy of the environment and the whole mission of the event would just carry me through because traditionally I would be in bed by 9 p.m. Oh my gosh, you yes. know, to get prepared for something like that. What time did it start? You know, I usually have to be there at like 7. Um, right? yeah, yeah, you have to be there by 7. And then my corral or whatever, mm -hmm. I ended up starting around like 7.40. Because mm -hmm. they have to let all the elite runners, they let all the people that on the bikes go. And then they let the fastest runners go. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not like the fastest runner. Yeah. So um, by the time I started going, it was probably around like 7.30 or this so. This is your second full marathon yes i wanted to run another one before i hit 30 or 40 um and this is the probably maybe the last one i don't know who knows right who knows i love that i think um marathons can i don't even think you can appreciate like when you train for it i've done one in my life it was really hard for me i will i will honestly say I don't I didn't enjoy it and I'm not going to do it again mm -hmm. unless I was raising money for somebody then I could be talked into it but my point being is is when you do it that's a big freaking deal it's like running from Wheeling to Washington PA and farther right but yeah. when you're in it you're like you don't give yourself enough credits you know what I mean like I didn't that's train major well. That's well major my biggest takeaway from this is traditionally when I run and I think this comes back to what we kind of 
talk about how being present in the moment and not trying to jump ahead in the future, not trying yep. to go back into the past. But traditionally when I run, especially long distance, I like to, and I still do, like to zone out in a audiobook or a podcast or, you know, some jock jams or something. I traditionally wear my headphones. Um, but I actually walked on the hotel steps and saw Alyssa DePlaga one of my friends, a girl I work with, and her son, Michael, was there to run the half. Oh, nice. And, you know, when we were starting it out, we started together, and he was, and she had her headphones on, and Michael said something. He goes, no, I just like to take in the start, you know, all the crowds, the fireworks, the music. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do that too. So I didn't put my headphones on. And then when we got started, it, it was just, the crowds was, it was just amazing. And I didn't yeah. wear my headphones the entire 24 whatever miles or whatever. What is it? 26 miles. I don't know. Yep. But I didn't wear my headphones the whole time. And I just, I will never wear my headphones if I do a race ever again. It's nice. It's nice to be, the people there, it's, there's so many people along the sides of the street. Yes, bands, they DJs. Got up, you know, they didn't, they're not running, but they got up to like cheer people no. on and I love that. And the first maybe two times, cause you wear your bibs with your name and your number. The first two times someone said like, let's go Jayla. It like mm -hmm. caught me off guard. Like, I don't know you. Thank you. But then you. after that, just people like yelling for you. I think they intentionally were yelling for the ones without their headphones in because they could hear them. Yeah. So I, I swear to it, I had tears in my eyes every time someone I didn't know cheered yeah. for me and said, you're doing great or whatever. And it kind of brought me into that like feeling of being present. Mm -hmm. And just really appreciate like those around you and those to support you. And I just still think and about to that. appreciate that what you did is a big deal. Like that is not easy to do. And I think you kind of sleep on it. Not you in general, but almost anybody that does that. Yeah. It is a big deal, but you did it right. And you, yeah. you were able to take this huge, overwhelming looking goal and kind of chunk it down and be able to get yourself to finish a race. Yeah, and I'm also That's very amazing. appreciative of all the people that, because I'm chatty. I'm chatty when I'm, like, not having headphones in and I'm feeling the energy. And I'm, you know, I'm, I appreciate the runners that actually were talking with me and yeah. stuff. And I met a lot of people on the trail and all of my pictures, guys. I'm just waiting to just blast them because in every picture of me, I have this huge freaking cheesy ass smile on my face. Yeah. And then everyone around me is like straight serious. Like, I was showing them to Brent um, and he, we were both getting some laughs about it. I think what's fun about doing races like that is you get to see a city that you don't normally don't oh, jog Columbus in, right? Oh, Columbus is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, you notice different things. Um, I don't know. It's a cool way to kind of see a city. If, yeah. If that makes sense. And then, sense. of course, for the cause, Nationwide Children's. Mm -hmm. And at each mile, they had a um, a champion, you know, Aww. a child out there. And you could, That'll make you They had a little anything. foam hand. And I, I cried every time I hit their foam hand. It was mm -hmm. just... It was, like, a good experience. Heck, um, yeah. That's, like, an amazing experience. Yeah, it was. That. What would your biggest, like, takeaway for people be... Um, to who like want to do a race like that or want to do something that they think is bigger than themselves um well i i go back 
to the Lewis House podcast that I listened to many moons ago, and he mentioned something that um, it's your your mental and your physical. Your mental will always go first before your physical. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you can have that strong mental game, yeah. it's like it's so much more mental than you think. Like our, our bodies life, yeah. are machines, and when you know we're when we're in these environments that we're not always in our bodies kick in and they'll give us adrenaline and they'll give us you know that last round of energy i'm telling you mile 18 through 21 was freaking terrible for me it was i cried at mile 18 when i did it oh my gosh those between those but i'm telling you after that it goes back i freaking 21 through whatever what how many miles 26 26 okay so the last 18 through 21 were terrible but the last whatever and then I kept thinking about that I'm like it's true like your bodies are machines like they Mm -hmm. adapt yeah they adapt you know so it's more mental if there's something that you want to do just keep in mind you know you got to be mentally strong you got to be mentally your own personal cheerleader Mm -hmm. you have to know that whenever you're feeling uncomfortable you can take it a lot more steps further than you think and I remember when I ran a marathon I was like just get to the next water station like you you can chunk down that big goal to the point where it doesn't seem overwhelming you're like okay yeah I'm getting to the next water station and then before you know it you've got yourself through oh I did that yeah after I ran because when you run the half they branch off and the half runners go this way in the full Uh and I I looked at this girl beside me and I was like we only got a half marathon to run, girl. Yeah. You like, know? you just did it. And you got that much to go. <laughs> right. I hear you. That's really good advice. I, Alex and I have been watching that David Beckham documentary on Netflix. And I, in watching him, so he, I think what his superpower is, is he, like, was able to stay in these uncomfortable situations like, because there was a... I didn't know anything really mm-hmm. about him. I just knew that he and Posh were together. Oh, yeah. He was a Posh good, Spice. He was a good soccer player. But there was a lot of, like, political play that was happening at these clubs that he was at. Oh, yeah. Where these coaches and these managers didn't like him. And they were benching him. And it was all just because they didn't like how famous he was becoming with Posh and different things. And many people would have just said, F you and quit. And walked yeah. off. They made him practice by himself without the team. So he would have to show up to practice every day and practice away from the team just by himself. And most people would have just said, screw you, I'm not doing that. Yeah. But he showed up on time every single day. He he practiced really hard. And eventually they were able to, like, overcome yeah. this, this um, rift. And they put him back in and he had, like, an amazing comeback kind of a thing but I got from watching him I was like I think sometimes we're so reactionary mm-hmm. or we an- or we analyze a situation oh, way yes. into depths yeah. to where we spiral it down before we can even just let the universe take on oh and you start to get in your head and you're like F that you know I'm not, I'm better yeah. than that I'm not putting my putting up with this kind of thing and you get like very reactionary and I was telling Jayla what I've been trying to work on lately um is being neutral about most mm-hmm. things like good th- there's a old saying it's like an old proverb where when things happen this gentleman was like good thing bad thing who mm-hmm. knows right just but just kind of staying neutral in the moment and yeah. realizing like what it is that you want to do ultimately at the end and keeping your emotions 
yeah neutral enough so that you're not you're not blowing yourself up I feel like I've been practicing that too and I feel like in text messages sometimes it can come across as being um mm-hmm. bratty do you think oh like a neutral tone yeah uh, maybe I think so maybe but why do people respond no I just feel like well you know we're in sales yeah. and I feel like right at the end before I'm closing a house you know it's it's high people lose it yeah. and they do but I understand like it's it, they're uncomfortable like it's a mm-hmm. big deal and I never take that lightly like they're buying houses and then sometimes I try to be the neutral run and they'll like come at me like oh my god and mm-hmm. I think that they want they they expect the you know I think the expectations to something high hi oh my gosh if people expect you to come back at back as oh my gosh you know but you try to disarm it yeah and it's almost like you want to like validate like hey I understand why you're having these feelings I understand that it's uncomfortable and it's new and but Mm -hmm. it's going to be all right yeah this is not a problem it's an inconvenience but then when I like take it out it's gonna like you know you're like hope I don't sound this way but I think that's a very good way to handle that kind of stuff because sometimes when you're in a heightened emotional state you do need check well I guess the whole point of me bringing that up is it's not the normal it's not the normal to be neutral you it's like it's like human nature and society it's like we either have to be like dramatic or we have to be like down here Mm -hmm. like i don't feel like common grounds to be neutral and i feel like that's why it's so hard to be in a neutral state it is not exactly and you get you can get yourself fired up oh yeah and at the end of the day when you do react emotionally it um it only it only comes back to hurt you yeah you know at the end of the day so I've been trying to work on that, which is like a life's work, right? Oh gosh, you got to work on it every day. Yeah, but after watching that documentary and hearing you say that about your the marathon too, it is. It's like staying in that neutral zone and being like, okay, this is super sucky. This doesn't feel yeah. very good on my body, but you know what? I can get yeah. to the next water or, station. Or um, I'm just waiting for my body to just go numb. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I kept laughing about. Yeah. Like some. When I did it, there was a woman who was probably in her 80s, and she um, she had the same shoes on as me, and she passed me, and I was like, you go, girl. Oh, there were so many amazing people. Cute. There was some lady running beside me, and we were we were in the thick of it, like the those three miles where I was, like, really struggling, and I really had to mentally push through. Um, mm-hmm. There was this lady, and she was like, oh, hey, and she was like, this is my long practice run for my triathlon I'm doing, oh, or my my, my ultra marathon. Yeah. People are awesome. <laughs> my ultra like, marathon or something, yeah. and I was like, all right, girl. Which is 50 miles. And then she had, like, three girls with her that she was training, and it was our first marathon, and yeah. I was like, dang. I love that. I th- the people there at those events, they really are the type of people that you want to be around. Oh, they're my people. Because they want to better themselves. They're challenging themselves. It's And it's the same environment when we go to, like, these conventions. Oh, it's exactly, yeah. You're like, why don't we just throw in a uh, stage... Um, you know, thing like Lewis does or whatever, and yeah. everybody would be like, "Yeah, oh, oh my, I oh!" I just pictured me jumping into a mosh pit 
<laughs> and having people throw me around. I just pictured that. You That's what could do it. It would be fun. Yeah. I know. But I was watching that David Beckham thing. I was like, wow. I think that was his superpower was just not having any quit. I'm sure he wanted to be like, F you and give everybody the bird. But he showed up on time and just stuck with it when it sucked. Yeah. And still did his best. I think that's a thing for us, too. Sometimes I think we all quit on whatever it is that we want to do too early Mm -hmm. because we have a setback um, and we're like, you know what? Screw this. I should not. What am I doing? I shouldn't be doing this anymore. I can't do this. When at at the end of the day, if you would have just like sat with it a little bit more and not been reactionary, you probably would have moved forward. Remember when we we heard it was either a book or a um, podcast where they say, the difference between like um, the one percent and like the rest of us is uh-huh. right before you have your breakthrough, people quit. A majority. I think I get why they do. And then that one percent are the people that just keep keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up. Yeah, I mean, I get why people quit at those moments because it is really ridiculously um, hard. You have to be in that uncomfortable stage for prolonged periods of time. And you never know when you're going to get out of it. Yeah. And I think it's important to just, we always say this, like, but it's important to do something every day that does kind of put you out of your comfort zone. Um, Because you start, it's practicing. It's, It's, remember when we had Rachel Hart on with the alcohol stuff? Like when you practice being uncomfortable sitting with that uncomfortable feeling and getting through it yeah when bigger things come up you'll be more apt to do it right that made me think <clears throat> our last um speaking event yeah where i decided to sing at the end i loved it but it i conser- also conservative crowd <laughs> I start. What did I sing? Lean on me. Oh, I led a meditation, and at the at the end, I was like, Shay, I'm gonna sing. Lean on me. I was like, some times. <laughs> anyway, I, I I I don't think it sounded the best, but I think the more we've been into this, I feel like I'm almost kind of like addicted to doing or try doing things that are like kind of scary. Agreed. I, because you, you do like to sing, and you're like, you know what? This is my moment. <laughs> Uh, tough crowd. It was a tough crowd. It but. was. They were fun, just more conservative. They didn't know whether they should sing or not. But you know what, though? I saw them singing along. Me, four years, three years ago, however long we've been doing it, we're just having fun. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I would have never done that. Oh, my goodness. No. But you know what? You don't need to take yourself so damn seriously. No. It was fun. And then we did, we just did a, um event, too, for a corporation, Dinsmore, that Denise had set up for us. Where we taught yoga and we did a meditation. Mm-hmm. And we are going to start teaching yoga more regularly. And it's something we've done a handful of times. Shay did an awesome class. Oh, thank you. But I really prepared a lot for that because mm-hmm. it was kind of a scary thing too. And you're like, yeah. I want to make sure this makes sense. I want to make sure it has a nice all message levels. to it. I'll try to do all levels, like that kind of a thing. And it is out of your comfort zone. And I think if you, if I were to do that and like my first class sucked... Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. feel like a lot of people would just quit. Yeah. But I look at my first class I did, and it wasn't great. I was nervous. But, you you know, you have to start somewhere. You were fantastic. At the end of the day. Well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. But my, my very first class I ever taught with yoga, I feel like, was like, you know. Oh, the one at Jamie's? I 
Yeah, like where that? that one, or there was like when we've done our intention workshops. Workshop. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it, yeah. You know what I mean? You just got to yeah. give yourself a little bit of like that beginner's mindset and say, we're good. Yeah, we're you, and we we'll go back to everyone's beginner. Oh, and I did want to share this before we wrap it up here because we're going to be going to yoga. This made so much sense. I sent Jayla like this um, podcast by Kathy Heller. And she yes. was talking about, like, you know how we always worry about what other people think about us. Yes. Right? And it is, put we put ourselves out there a lot. I can't say that we don't feel cringy when we do, right? <laughs> we yeah. do. Oh, yeah. Especially on Instagram. It feels so weird sometimes. You're like, who the hell am oh, I yeah. talking to? I know. You know. But that Kathy Heller was like, everybody's that in general in life is going to see whatever it is that they're going to see in that moment. Like, whatever is their perception. Yep. You can't control somebody else's perception. You both could be at the same park, at the same park bench, experiencing the same environment, and perceive the park differently. Yeah. So just when you're doing things, if you want to start a project or a business like Jayla and I have, because I know a lot of our listeners are interested in that as well, like building that side hustle. Yeah. Just think about like, you're not worried about how somebody perceives you, right? You're, you're going to talk to the people that are, that need to hear your message in that moment. And you know what? If it comes to selling something, Mm -hmm. if they don't buy it from you, they're going to buy it from somebody else. Yeah, and if you have a solution to a problem, mm-hmm. whatever that is, whether it's learning to to write calligraphy or, or whatever, you know, making the best muffin. Yes, <laughs> who doesn't love the best muffin? Oh, you know what? Talk about it because somebody that needs to hear that message will yeah. hear that message and screw screw the reaction yep. of those that don't, right? Yeah. That's not your customer. No. And maybe one day they'll be in a position that they really need to learn how to make the best muffin ever. And they'll be like, that hits for me today. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that was, I thought that was a good kind of mindset around starting. Yeah. Something that you I agree. Do. I go live a lot on, on my Facebook showing my houses. Yeah. And I used to be like, oh, like... I'm not going to keep going unless someone's watching me. But now, yesterday, I even I wa- rewatched my live. And I was like, I don't know if anyone's on here. I'm just going to keep rolling. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Exactly. Just keep rolling. That's that's probably the, the best message of today's podcast. So. Just keep going. Yeah. But that's it. Any why not of the day? Uh, my why not of the day is why not be your own cheerleader. And know that most things are just more mental than physical. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Why not stick with something that sucks? Yeah. A little bit. You know, that's not bad for you. I don't yeah. want to, I don't want people to be like, I'm going to stick with something that's bad for me. No, but stick with something that's uncomfortable and try not to be super reactionary to it and see what you can learn from that situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and push forward. Yeah, and shout out to Dawn. She listened to our last episode about me trying to find someone to play tennis. And she was like, I'll play tennis with you. I love it. Let's so do it. I'm like, okay. All right. Well, this is the Ask Yourself Why, Why Not, Not podcast. podcast. Believe it. To receive it, baby.
If you enjoyed listening to this episode, share it with a friend or give us a great review. Yes, and also if you have an idea for a show, please share it with us. We really love to know what our community um, thinks about the episodes that we're creating as well. Yeah, what our listeners are enjoying listening to. Yeah, that really helps us create better content for you. Yeah, absolutely. As always, thank you for listening to the Ask Ask Yourself Yourself Why Not Podcast.